Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mysteries of the Unexplained listeners and welcome to the penultimate Mysteries of the Unexplained episode. Uh, mm, It's kind of sad. My name is Will, as you already probably know, or new listeners who are just listening for the second last episode. And also I have a co-host and her name is... This is the end. I know it's not the end, Jess, it's the end next week. My name is Annie. I am very happy to be here for our penultimate episode and thanks so much to everyone for listening in annie how are you i'm what's going on in the world of amory i have spent the day reorganizing my mobile home slash trailer um and i would like to say that it has now gone up from a three star to a four star trailer thank you very much if you'd like to hire me for diy decorating painting or lifting heavy things i'm a very good woman um, for that kind of thing. Yeah, I got a new table. It was very exciting. Well, I think this is what starts to happen to you as you slip into middle age. Yeah, I think so. It's it's like hoovers or vacuums in America and um, tables. That's what excites yeah. you. And plants, yeah. household yes. plants as well. Household, oh, oh, I just said to my mom when we were in this shop there, I was like, Mom, what, what's something good to put outside the house at this time of year? Because I need some flowers. And she was like, it's the wrong time of year to be putting flowers outside. And I was like, all right, then. I'll just wait a few months, shall I? You know a little bit about plants and stuff, Will. I'll actually have to come over to you and get a little a little tutorial. Yeah, it'll cost you though. I don't give that information out for free at all. And your mother has your card by the sound <laughs> of things. She has you clocked. <laughs> anyway, we should get into today's story, which uh, you guys are probably eager to listen to. Are you in the mood, Annie, for a paranormal story? Doesn't matter if you say no, because you're going to have to listen to it anyway. But are you in the mood? Well, in that case, I'll say, oh, oh, I am really in the mood. (laughs) Roisin, for the second last time, will you please start the music? Be careful what you bring into your home. One afternoon in February 1971, brothers Colin and Leslie Robson dug into the ground of their back garden to pass some time when they made a peculiar discovery. 
there lying in the dirt were two small, strange-looking round stones. One of the brothers pulled the stones from the earth and rubbed the wet clay from the surface, revealing a face on each one. These heads would go on to be referred to as the Hexham heads. I'll stop there for a minute. Are you familiar with these heads, Annie? Have you heard of them before? Uh, no, I've heard of like a hex and to put a hex on something, but I haven't never heard of a hexman head. Is it some kind of a little drawing-y kind of thing, carving? Yeah, it is. So it's a stone that has like a face carved into it. These particular stones, before I go any further, had a male depiction and a female depiction on them. Okay, just the heads, no body. Okay. Heard of you a few times saying, I put a hex on you. I put a hex on you. You've often threatened me with a Similar, but I don't have a stone (laughs) to bait you over the head with. But similar. Good girl. Kind of yellow star for getting that. Not quite gold star. The stone the heads were made of was greenish grey and glistened with quartz crystals. The heads were roundish and had irregular shaped features. Holes for the mouth and eyes, ridges for the nose and were not identical. After the discovery, the Robson family began to experience strange phenomena, which seemed to be centred around these stone heads. In the coming weeks, the Robson family reported that these mysterious heads, measuring approximately 6 centimetres in height, would move independently. The heads seemed to rotate of their own accord. They could be left looking one way at bedtime, but by breakfast, they were gazing in the opposite direction. They would also turn up in random, difficult-to-reach places, ruling out the theory that they simply rolled to a new resting point. One evening, as the Robson family settled in, they watched as a glass bottle was hurtled across the room with great force, smashing against the sitting room wall. However, this bizarre phenomena wasn't confined to the Robson household. Next door lived the Dodd family. After Mrs. Robson confessed what was occurring in their home, she soon learnt that the Dodds had their own frightening tale to tell. Nellie Dodd told of how one evening, not long after she had put one of her sons Brian to bed, she heard a loud scream coming from his bedroom. She quickly made her way upstairs. There, sitting on the bed, ashen-faced, was her son claiming that some unseen force had grabbed his hair violently and tugged at it. Comforting her son on his bed, Mrs Dodd looked up to see something standing in the doorway. There before her was a tall, dark figure. As it moved into the light, a long snout was revealed, bearing long, sharp teeth. Upon its head were two horns that curled backwards slightly. Thick black fur covered its torso and continued down to two cloven feet. This half-man, half-goat-like figure stood in silence watching the pair until Mrs Dodd let out a piercing scream, after which the creature turned and quickly fled the house. This horrifying experience had such an effect on the family that they asked to be rehomed by the council. After learning about her neighbour's unwanted intruder and guessing the stones may be harbouring some dark secrets, Mrs Robson subsequently handed the heads over to a doctor by the name of Anne Ross, an expert in Celtic artefacts. Yeah, we'll stop for a second there. How are you feeling? Um, I don't like it. I would I would just like to say that I really don't like it. These things are already freaking me out. And then when you say there's something with a snout and hooves, I'm like, demon, demon, no thank you. Goodbye.
goodbye. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I was like, oh, holy Jesus, I've never... Because I would have been partial now to finding a nice stone outside sometimes oh, and bringing it in yes. and leaving it on the windowsill. After this, I shall never bring a stone into the house again. <laughs> I'm even debating whether to um, throw crystals away, to be honest with you. And I cannot live without my rose quartz on it. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ross would experience some frightening behaviour of her own. According to her, she was awoken one morning by some uneasy feeling as she lay in bed. She watched from her bed as a part wolf, part man figure walked out of the room and towards the stairs. Dr. Ross claimed that she then followed the creature downstairs and watched as it headed towards the direction of the kitchen. As she reached the bottom of the stairs, following the same path of the beast, she realised that it had simply vanished. Now, where you going in my house going to make yourself some breakfast after you woke me up, bitch? I'd be like, okay, you're walking out of the room. That's fine. Just take some snacks and a cup of tea on your way and out the door and away with you. Thank you very much. Do not be walking in my direction. I couldn't believe in this woman's account that she actually followed that creature. If I woke up and there was a half man, (laughs) half fucking wolf thing in my doorway, I would pull the duvet over my head and cry until somebody just came around to see if I was okay. Well, like what? Well, if you woke up and there was any kind of a creature in your room, you'd be like, hey, daddy. Oh my God, Annie. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> a few days later, her daughter, Bernice, told her that she had began to hear strange noises coming from upstairs after returning home from school. When she investigated where the source of this noise was coming from, she witnessed a large, dark, werewolf-like figure descending the stairs. The beast reportedly jumped over the banisters after being startled by her screams and vanished. The Ross family, on multiple occasions, were also experiencing cold spots throughout the home. One day, as Dr. Ross sat in her study, the room door suddenly burst open with no apparent cause to reveal the dark figure once more. She watched on in horror for a moment before it disappeared. Knowing of Nellie Dodd's experience, Dr. Ross equated this phenomena with the hexman heads. Once she removed the Celtic heads from her home, returning them to the Robsons, these incidences allegedly stopped. After some time, a man named Desmond Craigie came forward, reporting that he was the creator of the heads. Craigie stated that he had made them in 1956 for his daughter while living in the house, now occupied by the Robson family. He also mentioned that he had made a turd head, but it had become damaged and so he threw it away. Craigie, who worked for a company that dealt in concrete at the time, allegedly created the heads and had made some replicas to demonstrate his claim. However, these replicas were not satisfactorily similar to the original heads. The original heads had been analysed by a professor named Dearman at the University of Newcastle. Dearman concluded that Craigie's heads had been moulded artificially rather than carved like the original heads. Back at the Robsons, they still needed to rid themselves of these artefacts. They finally gave them to a woman named Betty Gibson who worked as a guide at the Hexham Abbey. This was in 1971. 
Shortly after she received them, Betty Gibson passed on the heads to Professor Richard Bailey, who worked at the Museum of Antiquities at Newcastle University. The academics at Newcastle who saw the heads, Roger Meekett and David Smith, have made no claims about any supernatural events. The heads changed hands once more to an anonymous new owner. Their whereabouts are still unknown to this day. Some believe that this dark wolf figure may be related to the Hexham wolf that killed livestock during the winter of 1904. The end. Now. Oh my God, where are these heads? If anybody gives you a pebble with a face on it, throw that back at them and run away. The fact that these heads are still out there terrifies the life out of me because I'm like, what oh about somebody God. just picked them up, brought them home? Or like, I found these lovely little cutesy, cutesy faces yeah. and stones. And next minute you have a demon yeah. wolf standing in your doorway at night time, running up and down your stairs and jumping oh over the banister. God. Oh my God. It also really frightens me because you know that I have a penchant for collecting like sea pottery, like bits of like, and I have to yeah. this before. So whenever I walk on a beach and I have buckets of them buckets of like little bits of pottery that you find on the beach I'm telling you guys wherever you live go to your nearest beach and there will be bits of pottery on the beach it's kind of amazing and I collect them but imagine how many hexes I'm after bringing into my life from fucking shipwrecks that went down I don't know when whenever and that was the plate that they ate off I'm I'm inviting fucking hexes in into my life that's how you got here Will oh I've been I've been ruffled yes that is how I got here I am in fact the third head that was damaged i'm also thinking didn't you say that they're the 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 father of the kids like worked in like some kind of like gravel or concrete or like s- stone or something well no like the that? guy that claimed that he made them but then they kind of debunked oh, it yeah. yeah yeah he worked in the concrete oh, yes. yeah he, with concrete yeah imagine you see he, do you know what he has been shoveling up pebbles all his life he has been killing all these little hexam hexam heads friends all his life has been shoveling them up like they weren't little beings with little souls and making them into concrete and building things out of them and these little hexam heads came back and they were like wait a minute they're our friends that's my (laughs) sister and my niece and my uh, second cousin twice removed that you're after taking off in your concrete truck oh we're gonna get, get you back bitch and they did. Okay, you're going down one of your psychotic rabbit holes again. So I'll try and bring you out of it. Now, I, I actually do have to retransplant trees tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, holy Lord, if I pick if I find a little head when I'm digging. But um, oh my apparently God. these were quite common little artifacts that the Celts produced. Fun fact. Um, oh, and they are. Everything comes back to the Irish. Oh, blame the Irish on everything. It's all us and all our Celtic ways and all our fucking things that we made out of stones because we didn't have anything else. And even them <laughs> are cursed. Yeah, so I'm wondering if there's some sort of like druid attachment or, you know, pagan wow. attachment with this fella that, you know, was banished to someone's mm. back garden in the form of two heads um, only to be rediscovered. 
um, and brought back into the I world. Know. Well, there, there are there like there is a long history history in the Celtic world of carving in stone because um, that's all we had. We didn't have anything else. We didn't have any plasticine. We didn't have any clay. No, we didn't. All we have in the land of the Celts is stone. So you know, like when you go to Sto- when you go to Newgrange, um, and then in the UK where the uh, Celts lived for years as well, there are many many stone artifacts because. It was the nearest thing to hand to us. So you just carve into them and make them. I guess like kids back in those days had like stone dolls. Yeah. And in this case, some witch kid had a stone doll. And I, I, I'm i imagining that she was like an ancestor of you. Um, little demonic little creature <laughs> girl that like was just stumbled across some ancient magic and was just like wolf man. Because that's in your in your little head, like the most craziest thing that you could imagine was like a man, but also a wolf. And you were like, create. Well, and then they were like, what are you doing, Annie Can? What are you doing in there? And you're like, nothing, Mama. Going to bed now. <laughs> you're after unleashing some Isn't old it, magic. Absolutely. Isn't it mad, though, that they're like, uh, I, I keep imagining like a werewolf type thing but isn't it imagine isn't it mad that the wolf creature like wolf man kind of that kind of image comes up again and again in stories like of like cryptids and stuff over the years um, and in, in demonology that it's like some kind of wolf man like kind of hybrid kind of thing you see it a lot in vampire stuff yeah, you do. You do see it a lot. And I suppose there's a lot of, like in the whole like biblical biblical sense as well. Like it's, you know, that kind of whole oh, yes. fo- clo- cloven hoofed beast type scenario. Let's just hope that we never come across any of these uh, heads in our own back gardens and bring something into the house. But it just goes to show like, you know, if you do bring something into the house, bad things can happen. Like once actually, my mom is always kind of getting stuff off car boot sales and things like that. One time she got something and then we ended up having to get the priest up to bless the house because there was something walking upstairs. Oh my and gosh, the priest what apparently was it? said, I can't remember what it actually was, do you know that? Because she's always buying like stuff. But I wasn't living pieces. here at the time. Yeah. And I remember mum was like, would you have to do this often, father? And he apparently said to her, you wouldn't believe it. Oh my God. That was like my mom when she um when I told her that when I get when I got engaged that I wanted a vintage ring, you know, because I quite like older oh, yeah. jewellery and I don't like a lot of new yeah. stuff. And actually I do have a vintage ring on my hand right now. I'm engaged, would you know? Does everybody know that I'm engaged? I'm really messing. But um I did in the end get one but my mom was dead set against it. She was like, Oh god, you couldn't get somebody else's engagement ring and I was like, Well well, why not? Like I, I prefer them. Like I prefer an older style and she was like, Yeah, but that's somebody else's heartbreak. And I was like, oh my God, I wasn't thinking of it being somebody else's heartbreak. I was like, maybe somebody passed away after a long and happy marriage and the ring ended up finally in like a vintage ring store. I was like, I didn't think that it was just somebody who got their heart broken and then it got thrown out. And um, and I nothing bad has come into my life um since. But but I do sometimes think that you do need to be more aware of objects that you bring into the house. It, I don't think that objects are haunted, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes I do think that some things may be able to hold on to an energy of a certain time. I, I'm starting to believe that things hold energy. Is it from doing this podcast from way too long? Perhaps it is. Would my family laugh at me if they heard me? Yes, they would. <laughs> <laughs> and also your co-host. 
I know I've got I do. a very I... old object. I've got a very old object who's about six foot two and quite hairy and slinks around the whole place. And I had brought that object into my life um, about I didn't know your vagina was that now. big. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been able to get rid of it since. And that's got very poor energy, I tell you. Listen, we're going to have to move on from this because we're going down. We're in Alice in Wonderland at the moment, I think. <laughs> Uh, territory at the moment. Now, we are moving on to that part of the show which we like to call the lifeline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Which unfortunately will be shut down very soon. Um, but we did get someone in and they wanted to share their own paranormal experience with us. Well, they had a few of them. So here is one of their very frightening experiences. So listen, I know that I usually give you guys a grinds my gear and I'm just super, super sass and all that. But I'm going to tell you guys today some of my more spooky paranormal stories, which I have quite a few. Um, and I even sent them in and they were read out on real life ghost stories. So plug for, for Emma, um, which is how I found y'all, by the way, is real life ghost stories. And I just started just mooning over you guys from the beginning. 
So I'm going to tell this first. It's just a couple stories um, about the, the area we moved into in Virginia. So country, okay? Um, we live right around where one of the revolutionary patriots, Patrick Henry, lived. So that guy who was like, give me liberty or give me death. We live right right there. And actually, some say that our property used to be part of his 10,000 acres. So that just tells you how close to that. Now, our corner, like the main intersection by our house is called, mm, how do I say this nicely? N-foot, Negro foot. But back in the day, they didn't say Negro. But I refuse to say that other word. And that is because a slave ran away, was caught, and then the owner cut cut off the foot and put it on a pike at the intersection to, uh, to I guess, warn off other slaves from doing the same thing. Just really shitty things, right? Um, and so one day I was driving home from work, and I was near that intersection, and I saw a enslaved person carrying a basket. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to assume that's just somebody walking along the street, right? Like, uh oh, that's not safe. This is a major highway. You should probably get off that road. And I looked in my rearview mirror and that bitch was gone. Basket and all. Poof. Out of thin air, she was gone. And I did a double take and I was like, did she fall into a bush? Like maybe there's bushes. Maybe she fell in. Maybe she twisted her ankles. Should I go back and check? And I waited for a bit at this intersection and she just had disappeared. So was she living in like a time loop? Was she just a ghosty? Like I have no idea. I keep kind of an eye out for her, but I've never seen her again. And that's so weird. Um, very, very interesting story. I would probably crap my pants if I witnessed something like that driving. I think, was this at night time? Like, I would, if I was alone in the car driving and I even seen somebody out walking in the night time without high-vis jacket on or something like that, I would be terrified for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that she probably passed her and it took a few seconds for her to, you know, because you're driving, you're concentrating and then you're like, okay, don't like, you know, you're like, you have to like keep your wits about you. You're driving. And then it takes a few seconds for you to go, wait a minute, like what the fuck? That is such an odd thing to see. It's not just a lady bringing her shopping home from like Walmart or wherever, you you know, it's not that. And then by the time she realized she had gone, but fair play to her for 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 st- stopping and being like, is, you know, like, uh, is it somebody that needs help or they hurt? Like, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, once again, it's probably from doing this podcast for so long, but I totally believe that it was a vision of somebody who had been in that spot like many, many years before. What do you think? Yeah, it, it sounds like that, especially because, you know, the circumstances, the time of day and like, oh, I don't know, I think it's an odd sight to see somebody like what a, like a basket walking the road alone and in that area that had known history about it all and like so much pain and and like a lot of Suffering. like bad energy. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah that yeah. would have went on. Yeah, I, like I think it is possible if you are a believer, believer in the paranormal that they then could be kind of 
entrapped there or yeah which is you so, know which is very yeah, sad and which is horrendous. so sad but i do think i do think that it's interesting that um this listener says that like obviously she's from a place where so much bad shit went down and so many people were enslaved and trapped and lived like such lives full of such suffering that just like what i was saying about the energy about things and stuff i think the energy of people and the energy of suffering that people endured can stay in a place mm, yeah 100 percent. i think it, it, there, it is a possibility good thing we Very. lived in ireland where no bad shit ever went down ever oh and not at all whistle and i won't see some famine ghost going past my mobile window some night actually i wonder if that's a thing over more in the west is fam are famine ghosts a thing that concludes today's episode thanks so much for sending that in listener and I know you're a patron as well and thanks so much for all the support over the years if you are a patreon subscriber make sure that you unsubscribe from the patreon because obviously we are finishing up now um to stop you getting charged as well I've actually paused the payments free because I know some of you are trying to maybe download past episodes onto your phone and stuff to be honest with you I don't know how that fucking works so you're on your own there um but if you can't do it oh my god totally download those episodes and listen to your heart's content and hopefully by the end of March then you'll all have stuff and then that will be probably shut down yeah, we don't want to, we we don't want anybody paying extra money, but we do so appreciate everybody who has subscribed so far. We appreciate you guys and everybody who's left a message on the Facebook group and on the Patreon. Thank you so much. We're not saying goodbye just yet. I will be back next week with an amazing ultimate episode. Yeah, and he's back next week with another amazing episode. You will get a Patreon episode next week and a main episode. Like Annie said, we're not saying goodbye just yet. You still got it to bear us for one, one more week. Um, and in the meantime time if you want to hear our voices a little bit more we always have and had uh, two other podcasts which is Land of Nod which is Annie's Children's Stories podcast and I also do a sleep podcast which is Soundscapes and just kind of to relax you but you can check them out if you wish and we'll put links for those in the show notes this week and next week just so you know Um, but yeah thanks so much for listening to today's episode and we shall see you next week for another mystery of the Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.